really know who you are and and spend time reflecting on what do I want to say and why do I want to do this? Welcome to Songwriter Trysts. I'm Ray Lee and this podcast gets deep into the brains and hearts of incredible artists and songwriters from all over the world. We're constantly looking for ways to support the songwriting community through networking, collaborations and promotion. To join the community, visit our website, songwritertrysts.com. So I'm Carly June. I am from a small town in Ontario, Canada, which is about two hours from Toronto, the town that I come from. Um, yeah, about 5,000 people. I grew up wow. on a, a dairy farm there. Uh, so I'm a farmer's daughter. Uh, started singing, you know, really, really young age, just fell in love with music. I think because the songs were you know, my life out there in the country. <laughs> it was, um, everything was really real to me. So fell in love with country music, released a record, my first record actually last year. Um, Congratulations. Kind of a, thank you, uh, during the, the pandemic. So it was kind of a crazy time to put out a record, but that's mm. just, just the way things, things went. And yeah, really, really excited about everything that's to come and, you know, the music that we've made so it's it's awesome to get to start to share the stories that's exciting i am also a country girl who released her first record in pandemic and so i get it it's challenging um, and i think it's brave because i've definitely talked to a lot of people that held off that didn't do it because of the pandemic um and who knows whether that's better or worse but you did it how did you overcome the challenges for you during that time yeah, well, that, that's really cool that you, you put a record out during that time, too. Um, yeah, I mean, at the, fir- at the beginning of the pandemic, I had just actually just come off of my very first radio tour. So we had put, on, put out a single, um, we're doing a radio tour across Canada at the very beginning of 2020. Yeah, 2020. Mm-hmm. And then the world kind of shut down. So we had just been building up, you know, this momentum from the radio tour and things mm-hmm. were going really well. We had a bunch of shows booked and then, you know, the, the cord got um, pulled on us. So that was, you know, really tough at first. It's like, how do you keep momentum going? How do you keep finding inspiration? Um, I was planning to go to Nashville and finish recording this record obviously couldn't cross the border couldn't couldn't do that so we kind of had to switch gears a little bit ended up writing a lot of the songs over zoom Mm -hmm. and and then I ended up recording all the vocals on the album from my home so it wasn't quite as glamorous as being in Nashville but it was uh I think a lot of the songs that we wrote there's a few in particular I can say I don't think we would have written or they wouldn't have come to life if it wasn't for this crazy time in the world that we were going through so I just trying to lean on music and just tried to be as creative as I could and there were good days and there were bad days but it was great to have that focus of okay I'm working on this record during during that time because it definitely gave me something to focus on. Looking at a magazine for-
your connection to country music? You said you grew up on the farm. Was one of your parents more country music that sort of influenced you a lot? Was there one uh, artist in general that inspired you a lot? Yeah. So, yeah, grew up grew up in the country. So my dad listened to a lot of country music. We had a, a radio station that was around where I lived. It was an AM radio station. So they played a lot of old country um, so often that would be on, you know, if we were in the car, that would be the station that was on. I think I grew up, um, going to church and faith was a big part of my family. So I think mm-hmm. that, you know, country was a little bit more of a wholesome genre to let your kids <laughs> listen yeah. to. Um, so yeah, lots of country, but then also my dad listened to a lot of rock music. So I think I really picked up on loving the energy of that music as well. And I think now when I listen to my record, I realized that that influenced me a lot more than I I probably realized. (laughs) Um, But Shania Twain, you know, she was huge uh, when I was young and she had a concert on TV that they, they put out and it was her Miami concert. And I didn't grow up with a lot of money and my parents could have never afforded to take in all of us kids to, a concert, but when they put it on TV, I recorded it. Um, and I watched that back. I think I pretty much wore out the VHS because I watched it so many times and I just like dreamed of being Shania. And so she she was, you know, she was definitely the one that made me want to do this. Uh, Me too. She's such a powerhouse. So, so empowered and un- apologetically who she is as a woman as well, which I absolutely love and I think we could all learn a little bit from her. Um, Yeah. I think it's funny, like I love that you said that you kind of grew up in the faith and it's such a country thing. I grew up in a small country town on the river and my parents were the pastors of the local church and it, it, you can't not be influenced by music, I think, growing up in, in a religious setting like that because music is so much a part of the sermon and the show and everything that they do and, um, it gets into your veins, the way that they meditate in music. I totally agree. You you understand the power of music really from a young age uh, growing up in church for sure. Is that where you started to play instruments and sing? Was that one of your first places of training? Yeah. 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 Yeah, a huge, a huge place uh, for me where I got started was church. I sang, they had a kids choir at my church. So I, of course, joined that. And then I started, you know, they would give me little solos here and there in church. Mm-hmm. And and then, yeah, from there kind of branched out into to other things. But it's still a big, a big part of my life. I still love to sing in church. And I think it will always, you know, just have a really, be one of the most special places for me That's to sing. beautiful. That's cool. So what is your hopes and goals when you decided to go from singing in church and loving Shania Twain to I'm going to do this? What was that process like for you and and then getting to releasing your music in 2020? It's been a journey, that's for sure. (laughs) So I guess I'll kind of go back to the beginning. I, I feel like from... A really young age, I had this inner knowing that this is what I was supposed to do with my life. Like, honestly, from about 
age nine, there's not, there's never been a time that I've even thought about doing anything else except for music from that really young age. I don't know. I didn't come from a musical family or anything. So no one was pushing that on me. Um, so I, my parents were very supportive. They, they tried to give me as many opportunities, like help me, you know, sign me up for competitions. Or if I, if I wanted to do it, you know, they would make me, you know, you got to do this on your own, but we're there to support you. They were never, you know, they never managed my career or anything like that. Mm. Uh, but they were there to really support me, which helped a ton. Uh, and then actually after high school, I chose to go on to get my degree in music. So I actually studied opera oh, wow. in university. Yeah. It was kind of the only option if you wanted your music degree. So I was like, well, I want my music degree. I just, I really wanted to go to university and have, you know, the, that time of my life. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll study music and get my degree. And so I did that. And then after I graduated, uh, started playing in kind of like a covers band for a while and just to, you know, really get used to performing and, being in front of an audience and mm. um, just really hone my chops at, you know, working with a crowd and things like that. So I did that and was writing a ton just on my own. Um, mm. And then from there kind of, yeah, started to build it. But I, I feel like things have just as hard as like, it's been a lot of hard work, but then at the same time, I feel like a lot of things have just kind of fallen in line, you know, if, if yeah. that makes sense, like just the people that I've met along the way that have encouraged me and given me opportunities and come alongside me now as, as a team, it's when you look back, you think like, wow, how did I even meet that person? But you just kind of, um, when I say it like that, it sounds like it's all been, you know, roses and it hasn't been, it's no. been a lot no. of, a lot of really hard work, but it's, you know, cool to, when you look back at the big picture to see how, you know, I believe that there's a plan for each of us. And it's just amazing to watch that plan kind of unfold through the good and and the bad. One of my favorite scenes was he, you plan your ways, he directs your steps. Yeah. I love that. It is. It's like you, you can have plans. I think it is about believing in yourself and having other people encourage you, which is just such an important part of the journey to help you believe in yourself. Um, but then you you go out and you do what you think you're meant to do and then sometimes something crazy happens that you could never have planned but it's even better than what you were trying to do. <laughs> and it's like, okay, cool, like, let's just go with that. And and sometimes um, I've definitely talked to people where they've been rigid and they're like, no, 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 I've got to do this and then in hindsight I've gone, oh, that was a really great missed opportunity because I was so focused on what I was doing. Um, how do you find that like when something happens for you? It's like, are you open? You're like, great, let's do this. This is what's in front of me right now and, and, and fits what I want. Or are you like, nope, this is it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, sometimes I, I, you know, I try to really trust my, my gut on things and, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to take every opportunity that I can for sure, for sure. But uh, it's funny, as you were speaking about, I think what you said, he, uh, you make your plans, but he directs, you plan your way, but he directs your steps. Yeah. Um, there's actually a song on my record that's all about this topic that we're talking about, which is called The List. And oh, it's yeah, about I just heard that one. Yeah. Um, it's all about like 
you know, if, if I had, would, if things would have worked out exactly the way that I have, would have wanted them to in life, there's so many things that I wouldn't have been able to experience. Um, so it's kind of about, you know, like the missed opportunities and things going different than your plan. And I really believe in that. And I think that grounds you along the way. You have to have something to root on to because in this industry, there's a lot of crazy ups and downs. And for every yes you get, there's, you know, 20 or 30 or 40 no's. So you yeah. have to you have to have something to root to. And, and for me, you know, everybody is on their own journey. For me, that, that has definitely been faith and just trusting that God has a plan for me. Mm, me too. Someone said uh, rejection is just redirection. And I love that. It totally has been like that for me. I, I agree. If you, if you put too much emphasis on all the no's, um, it becomes very emotionally overwhelming. But when if you think of it as a positive, it's like, right, that's a no. That's not what I'm meant to be doing right now. There's obviously something better to come along. Um, and that, yeah. that might sound arrogant or like very optimistic, but I think it's just a good attitude to have, just positive and joyful and knowing that the right thing will come along, you know, faith. I you're, guess so, you're so right. <laughs> and, and I know sometimes I'm like I totally do that and I'm like, you know, there must be something better and sometimes I get really mad at the moment. And then I kind of come to that conclusion, you know, a day or two later after, you know, the I think it's important to let your let yourself feel that and then, yeah. you know, the disappointment and then and then turn around and say, you know, okay, I'm going to I'm going to keep going and I trust that happened for a reason and yeah. Yeah, just keep on trucking. <laughs> yeah, keep on trucking. That's the way. So what <laughs> what is the the goal for you with your music? And now that you're working with these people and you're releasing this music, do you have like a vision of what you would like to see your music become and where you want to be? Do you love live performing? You want to tour the world? Are you going to come to Australia? I'm definitely going to come to Australia. That is in the plans for for next year. So um, cool. I'm really looking forward to getting over there. Um, yeah, we're going to take this as, as big as, as we can. I, I'm definitely someone who loves to perform. Um, okay. My live show is, is very fun and energetic, and I love to just make people feel happy and joyful and inspired when they come to the show. Um, so I want to be able to do that as much as I can. Um, we have a new record that's in the works right now. So I'm, I'm working on that mostly in, in Nashville. So I'm really, really excited for that. And just to see myself continue to grow, I just want to put out the best music and write the the best songs that I can. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, you know, the more you learn about yourself as an, as a person, the more that comes out in your music too, which I think is, is really important, but I'm, I'm excited to get to share different sides of me. You know, my first record was, um, I mean, it's called where you came, where you come from. So it's literally about, you know, multiple different things that make me who I am and different things that I've gone through. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was more of a, you know, introspective, kind of record and my next record that I'm working on is very fun and upbeat and with, that's also you know a big part of, of who I am and it's definitely more focused at the live show and just you know having those fun party songs that get everybody up and having a great time so it's it's cool to continue to build on what we started on the first record and grow from that. Um, I want to ask you about 
songwriting because you're obviously working with some incredible songwriters and, and that's what's coming up. How did that relationship get built and what has been your biggest lessons when it's come to co-writing? Um, well, I started going down to, to Nashville just kind of on my own. I would just, you know, hop in my car basically and hope and cross my fingers that I would meet people when yeah. I was there, which is, done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an adventure, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know how my parents let me do that, but they did. <laughs> they did. Um, so I kind of, you know, got my feet wet in co-writing that way. I had written a lot of my own, not so much with other people. I didn't really know what, what that would be like. Um, so I think, you know, my, my biggest lesson that I would say I've, I've learned is to really like be a listener in the room as well. And not just, you know, these are my ideas and this is what I want to say, but you know, really talking something through and like finding a shared experience with your co-writers on what's something, you know, that we've all experienced in this topic that, that we're writing about, like say, uh, makes you pretty. One of the songs on my record, I wrote that with a group of girls. And so we all had experienced this, this feeling of, you know, not feeling beautiful and in different ways. Mm. Um, and I think if you're so focused on, talking when you're when you're writing then you might miss something really valuable that somebody else um somebody else's experience and that's the beauty of co-writing is be able to take three different people's um experiences in life and, and bring them together and hope that that reaches you know a large a large amount of people that way um but the, a lot of the co-writers that I wrote on this record, I did have an, an A&R. Um, his name is Fraser Hill. And so he introduced me to a few key writers, including my producer in Nashville. And she brought in a few different writers that she thought would be a really good fit for the project. But they were never people I had worked with previously. So it was all completely new writers for me. And um, they were amazing. So I just felt so honored to to get to work with them. That's awesome. And that's really good advice as well. I'll probably use that as your <laughs> quote because, I mean, I think that um, it's not a, a, not a uncommon experience for songwriters when, they, when co-writing to feel like one person can dominate the room and not feel heard. And it's not like it, you have to feel heard but – you want to feel a part of the song and I think to feel a part of the song you kind of need to feel like you've been listened to at least for your ideas because then it, it, then I think even if none of your ideas are used in the song, you feel like what you've said may have inspired what ended up in the song. Absolutely. And, and that's probably been my biggest experience um, songwriting when I haven't felt heard or listened to during a songwrite even if the song is great, I don't feel like it's mine. And as an artist, then it's a really hard choice to be like, do I really want to record that? Even though it's got my name on it, even though I, it's probably a half decent song because I f didn't feel like I was heard and, and seen or respected, I guess, by being listened mm -hmm. to in the, in the co-write. It makes, it just puts a taint on the experience. Yeah. And, and as an artist, it. it's like this, the song has to be, you know, it has to be true, your truth. It has to be your story. And so it's like that mix of, um, 
knowing what what you want to say and who you are, but then also being able to to listen and and take in other people's um, contributions to that as well. And you're you're all working there. You know, when you go into a room and you're writing for your record, those that your co-writers are there to help take your story and, and bring it to life. And mm. that's such a special a special thing that you know, the idea that, you know, starts in your head and is percolating or what you want to say with your album is now brought to life because of these other people that worked with you. And if you were to write with other people, it would be something totally different. And I, I think it's just such a beautiful thing. It's magic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. For anyone who is listening to your journey and maybe feeling a bit inspired but – and sometimes I, I word this question in the way of if you were talking to like your younger self who wasn't doing it yet, what advice would you give to these people? Really know who you are and and spend time reflecting on what do I want to say and why do I want to do this? And I think – if you know your why of, of why you're going into something, then you can take the yeses and you can take the noes and you can stand in it because you know why you're doing this. Um, and I think make it something greater than fame, greater than Instagram followers or, or anything like that, but have like a deep, a deep understanding of, of why do I want to make music and, I think if you have that, then the music is going to be really good. Okay, that's that is awesome. But now I want to know what your why is. Will you, you share it? With us? <laughs> <laughs> I I want to bring people joy. I that is you know it's about people. I want it's a heavy world that we live in, and I think music has the power to uplift us. It has the power to take the worst day of your life and bring you a smile or a tear or something that you needed to hear on that day. I think that we have a huge opportunity as songwriters and as artists to uplift people and bring good to the world. And, and for me, it's, you know, getting to, to meet a, a young girl at a show and give her a hug and, you know, tell her that she's amazing and that, that those are the moments. That's why why I want to do this. Absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, I, I, I have one other question, which is sort of an official question I ask everyone, but if you could collaborate with anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be and why? <laughs> oh, boy. It's such a, a crazy question. Oh, there's so many good people. It's like how do you, how do you choose one? Oh, I think it'd be really cool to collaborate with Dolly Parton. Right. That would be amazing. I would say her or, yeah, I think as like from a writing standpoint and even just in like a duet or something would, with her would be like you were doing a duet with your country music mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she is everyone's country music mom, isn't she? I mean, they say queen, but mom fits better. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely some people I have in my dream list of, of co-writers. Um, Gordy Sampson, he's a, a Canadian. I would love to to write with him. If he's listening to this, I'd love to write with you. <laughs> to share into all of his groups. We'll get, we'll get yeah. in front of him. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share with us? We're going to put um, the links to your socials and all your music and your website on the blog and it will be attached to this um, blog uh, website, songwritertrist.com.au, but it'll also be attached to the podcast. Is there anything else that you would like people to hear while you've got our attention? Well, keep listening. There is more coming. Um, I hope to to uh, get to connect with a lot of you guys listening. I'm sure there's a lot of inspiring uh, songwriters and artists that listen to this. So um, I hope one day that we get to meet. And mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate you having me on. This has been really cool. It's a really cool outlet to have. I appreciate you sharing so vulnerably. It's not often as songwriters we get to talk about why we're doing what we're doing. Um, but it's usually so amazing. It's very rare that you you do have someone come on and say, I just want to be famous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that, totally. That doesn't happen. Um, most of the time there is just such an incredible, powerful, strong story behind the songwriters that because it's not an easy thing and it's not something you do for money, you know. So when you take those two things away, there has to be something more powerful behind why people are doing it. Um, and those stories just deserve to be heard, just like yours. So I appreciate it, um, what you're doing. And hopefully in 2024, you'll be in Australia and I'll get to see you live and that'll be awesome. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm really excited. Everyone that I've met it on radio and everything in Australia so far has been so kind and my manager is actually Australian as well and I just love her to death so oh, awesome. I feel like I'm gonna love Australia. <laughs> well I'm sure we're gonna love you and we already do so thank you so much I'm looking forward to meeting you and I really appreciate you sharing on the show. Thank you so much for having me on it's been awesome. Thanks for joining our songwriter Trist today. We are so glad that you joined us for this show and are supporting the artists and getting involved with songwriting. If you would like to join our community or find out more about our guests, please go to the website songwritertrist.com.au. You can also join up to our monthly newsletter where we'll send you information on all the new podcasts, events and everything going on. Can hear me, wish I could